0: I'm Derek, one of the hosts of Return to Oswald. Return to Oswald is a podcast about the iconic HBO show Oz. And we started it quite simply because my friend Brandon has never seen a single episode and we loved living through its horror. Scar, Brandon, and myself get together every Tuesday and discuss this show episode by episode, season by season. We have great conversations and nothing gets held back we respect each other too much to lie and we talk about how absurd this show really is when you look back at it like how long is the time frame in oz people are getting executed within like 3 days of getting there and why do they show people if they're just going to kill them within 8 minutes that did happen and why hire so many rappers to play bit roles is there a quota why is there a direct pipeline between this show, The Corner, and The Wire? Oh, and The Sopranos. We didn't forget about y'all. Also, how does Adebisi's hat stay on? Why didn't anybody ever notice he had a CD player in his drawers? And why won't they put cameras up in that gym? These are all questions we talk about and more. So, check us out. Go to linktree backslash HBO RTO to find our latest episode. You can also just type us into your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for checking us out. That's me. Fucking role model.
1: Scary Ghost. Creepy Serial Killers. All things that go bump in the night. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. (laughs) Hey, creatures, I'm Barry Marino. I'm Philip Landry. And this is a special bonus episode. Of Open Shutters Goes to the Movies. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, since we we're on the highway this month, <laughs> highway homicides, death on the open road, huh, whatever our series <laughs> is called, we're doing movies having to do with the highway. Last week, we did The Hitcher. Yes. Now, and next week, we're doing Joyride, isn't yes. it? Yes. Okay, but this week, we're doing... Final Destination 2. Yes. The reason why we chose this particular film is because the deaths happen on the interstate with a car, after a car crash.
2: And <laughs> we us to use like half the budget or more just on the one
1: scene. I saw that. So, <laughs> uh, Final Destination 2 uh, was released January 31st, 2003. It's directed by David R. Ellis, a screenplay by J. Mackey Gruber and Eric Bess. And it's starring. It is starring Allie Lauder, A.J. Cook. You know who A.J. Cook is? She's J.J. Uh, on Criminal Minds. And I almost didn't recognize her because she's a she brunette in it. So well, she's young and she's a brunette and she's a blonde on criminal mom Almost makes her look like a child when you go watch it. Now <laughs> it's like it's like what? <laughs> uh, Michael Landis, David Peku, James Kirk, Liddy, Linda Boyd, Keegan Connor, Jonathan Cherry, TC Col- uh uh T C Carson justina machado you know who she is huh she's a woman one day man. at a time one day at a time yeah the, the new one day at a time not Tony franklin
2: oh and she was also they recently had her on one of the, uh dancing with the stars she was actually really good on dancing with the stars and she's been in a lot of other things i love things. justina machado
1: and of course the great tony todd who we all know as the candy man
2: yes so anyway uh, this movie he's like the messenger for death
1: it's great so in the first Final Destination movie, there was a plane crash. Uh, uh, Flight 180, a bunch of uh, students from um, from a high school going on a trip to France. Uh, it's getting ready to go. And one of the boys has a premonition that the plane is going to explode. And he, and he and a bunch of the other kids get off. Well, they cheat this thing. The plane actually does explode. And they cheat death. But each one of them goes... One by one. And the only one that's left at the beginning of this movie is Clear Rivers played by Allie Lauder. Yes, ma'am. Now, this is a year after. This one takes place a year after the explosion. And college student Kim, Kimberly Coleman, who is, is A.J. Cook, J.J., uh, she's heading to, uh, they, they're heading to Dakota Peach, Florida for spring break with her friends uh, Shania, Dano, and Frankie. And while they're waiting on the entrance ramp, she has a premonition of a deadly pileup caused by a logging truck. This log, the logs fall off of this truck and wreck all kinds of havoc on the
2: road. Are you, like, okay, like, this is a legitimate fear people have of shit falling off of things. Logs, steel pipes, all kinds of shit when you're on the road, you see these trucks. with the, Every this, time I'm on the highway, I see something sticking out. I always <laughs> make a point not to drive
1: behind that vehicle. Are they sticking off of a truck? Because I always have this thing about something
2: coming through the windshield
1: and going through me, too.
2: I think it's a common fear and they really took it to the extreme. So, go on.
1: (laughs) So, anyway, uh, also uh, Nora Carpenter. uh, So, so a lottery winner, Evan Lewis. Nora Carpenter and a 15-year-old Tim. Businesswoman, Kat Jenkins. And stoner, Rory Peters. And a pregnant woman, Named Isabella Hudson and high school teacher Eugene Nick Dix, and Deputy Thomas Burke, all saved by this girl, not allowing them to get on the interstate, and the accident does happen. So, the survivors all questioned everything, and Evan, the lottery winner, he comes home with his new Apple computer, but he's living—he's still living in this 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 tenement apartment, and it's—I mean—he lives just like a young twenty-something boy. He still has spaghetti in the frying pan, which he throws out the window. Oh, that
2: that apartment was horrid. Honey. And then
1: he's trying to fry some tater tots, and he just bought a new watch and new ring with the money. I would have gone out and gotten a new apartment. First that would
2: have been the first goddamn thing. And a new
1: car. All that jewelry and I could have waited. You know? You know, I don't know why he went and like, did all
2: that. But I think I think that kind of the mentality is like it's. it's he yeah, wasn't thinking. It's a frat boy mentality. He wasn't. You know? he, he
1: wants he wants trinkets and toys and stuff. He wasn't thinking about. Hey, maybe I get a better apartment. Hey, maybe I get a nicer car. You know. But anyway, so what happens is, is he drops his ring. Well, he's got the t- he's tater tots on. He throws that. Uh, like I said, he threw the spaghetti out the window, and he's got the tater tots on the frying pan. And he, his ring falls into the garbage disposal. I had everything. So they doing this Hitchcock kind of suspense <laughs> yes, here. Yes. They stick it, He sticks his hand up, uh, <laughs> trying to get the ring, and he can't get his hand out. And he's going, and in the meantime... And you're
2: always expecting something else to be what's going to kill him than what actually yeah. does. Like, <laughs> the so whole in the time. meantime,
1: the tater tots are catching on fire.
2: He tries to put yeah. it out while he's
1: still stuck in the garbage disposal. Winds up knocking the frying pan out, and everything just... just it sets a fire. And it's everything.
2: all ablaze. So
1: finally, his hand comes out. You see, we expected his hand to get chopped off in the in the garbage disposal. That doesn't happen. His scan comes out, and he tries to get out the window, but the window's a locked, So he breaks the window. He comes out. He goes down the fire escape. Finally, oh shoot, that was a close call, huh? Because an the apartment explodes just as he's going down the fire escape. So just when he thinks that he's he's okay. He slips on the spaghetti throughout the window, and the the ladder from the fire escape impales his head. And that's how, he get, that's how he bites it. That's how he dies.
2: So, that gives you another reason to hate spaghetti?
1: Yes, that gives me another reason not to like spaghetti. <laughs> so, anyway, um, so Kimberly does, hears about that, and she seeks help from Clear Rivers, the girl who survived the last survivor of Flight 180, and she committed herself to a psychiatric ward for protection after her boyfriend Alex was killed by a falling brick. That was the main kid from Final Destination. So Kimberly informs Clear that Evan was the first one of the highway to survive to die. Unlike her premonition, Clear realizes that the survivors are dying in reverse order. So meanwhile... Nora takes her, little, her son Tim to the dentist. First, we see all kinds of things. And this poor kid's in the dentist chair with his mouth open. One of the toys fall into his mouth. It looks like he's Oh, been the fish mobile. A it, was it looks like this is happening. You're thinking, you know, they're playing all this, this suspenseful music. Well, he survives the dentist chair with no problems.
2: Oh yeah, you thought the mom, and then the mom's in the other room with the with the, the the actual fish tank with the water, and then the electric cord. You think she's gonna get electrocuted yeah. at some point? No. So
1: they're outside. Everything's okay. He sees some pigeons, so he decides to. To mess with him. But Must have been the nitrous oxides. And a, what is it that, that fell on him and crushed him? It was a big plate of glass. Yeah, like a
2: big window. Yeah, like a big window, <laughs> like heavy window. Yeah, glass. and it
1: like crushed That them. shit's thick. It crushed
2: him. Those kind of high rise window glasses, that shit's like, it's probably a good. Right in front it's of prob- his mother. Aren't those, like, four inches thick, usually? Yeah. Those are your heavy glass. That's a heavy piece of glass. And then just imagine, you know, having your 15-year-old kid crushed
1: to death by a pane of glass right in front of you. That's kind of, that's not, that's that's terrible. Anyway. So, there's um, the second one, you know, because he was supposed to be the next one to die. Uh, this was in reverse. He was, you know, because yeah. what's his name was the last one, and he's the next one. So um, Claire decides to help and introduces Kimberly to Burke, and Burke to William Bloodeth, who tells that's that's Tony Todd. Oh yes, honey. And he tells them that only new life can defeat death. So believing that the birth of Isabel's baby will foil, foil foil death, Burke sends um, a fellow marshal, Steve Adams, to take her into custody while he gathers the other survivors. In his apartment, and explains death plan to them. So Nora attempts to leave in the elevator, and a chain of accidents results. She sees a man. This man starts smelling her hair in the elevator. Oh God! Curvy oh, man. And who is it that's in the elevator with her? Wasn't it the, the um? was the, it the Eugene. teacher Eugene? Eugene yeah. yeah, Eugene's in the elevator with her. He got he's, he kind of tells the guy, "Hey, what what you doing to, to this lady?" And uh, the, one of the hook things, the guy was holding these mannequins. her hair, heads, her ponytail. And the hook thing catches her, her, her braid. Her braid, yeah. And she can't Not get fine, it, well, so She's braid. trying to get out. And she falls down. And the doors close like on her. But they don't close all the way on her. And the elevator starts coming up. And eventually it decapitates her. Yeah. So she's the next one to go. So they track down Isabella. She's going into labor. And Adams is rushing into the hospital. And in the meantime, along the way, they realized uh, the demise of the Flight 180 survivors had affected all their lives before they all had some connection with the 180 survivors, with the Flight 180 right. survivors. So one of them was in the, the the truck that hit the girl. Another one was it was in the bus that hit the, the what's her name, Terry. Right. And uh, this and that. So uh, if all these guys, people have a... A connection,
2: which causes which causes clear to remember that death is trying to close this rift up. Yes, yes, and
1: that's yes. why it's going backwards. Yeah. So at the
2: time,
1: they have this bad accident, and Eugene gets stabbed, and this damn pole goes through Cat the businesswoman's seat, and then there's a log, a piece of tree branch or something that's impaling that's. Keep, has a pinned into the car. Yeah. So she's pinned into the car, and they're trying to get her out with the jaws of death. And somehow or another, the jaws of death open up the airbags, and the airbags push her in and the. the, 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 the to the cut PVC? That was right through her head. So she's she's gone. Death
2: was getting creative. Honey. And then <laughs>
1: the stoner, what was his name, the stoner again? Um. What's his name again? Uh, Rory the Stoner. This boy is there trying to um, trying to help him. One of the, a, a, a farm boy. Yeah. Played by Noel Fisher, and you guys probably mostly know him from a couple of things. And, and TV, you ever saw the TV show The Riches? He's the oldest son in that show, The Riches. It's that one where the uh, the, the gypsies pretend that they're these people. They get a wreck with these people, and these. Rich people, and they yeah. take over. as um, they take over their lives? Yeah. Well, he plays the Sunday, but what most people know him from is Shameless. He's uh, Mickey, Ian, the gay son, the gay Gallagher kids' boyfriend, wow. later husband, and um, so he saves uh, him. Rory saves him from the from the news van that's about to roll over him, and then he kind of what well, he loses his foot, and then goes into that wire fence that gets trisected.
2: Well, no, oh, the other but no, 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 you kind of, the, the fan showed up early on that she hadn't died yet, the other lady with the PVC pipe went through. Yeah. Because you remember, his disconnect, because remember, right when she dies, she drops her cigarette. Oh. Remember remember that van. That's why she was smoking a cigarette. That van, and that van had, uh, and the cigarette gets blown over to where the van had gotten into the. Yeah, it was just so elaborately done. Uh, but yeah, the blow up causes the, the you right the fence to come and it actually trisects the stoner guy.
1: Yeah, the stoner guy gets trisected, and then um, so then they're in the hospital, and uh, what's his name it's in the hospital and they find they find they find Isabella the the woman she's she's in labor they brought
2: her to the hospital. And well, and then you, and let the people know that what their whole thing is that they're hoping she has the baby because Clear was saying the one way that she death is new life can help erase the list. Right. Erase, erase the order and move things on. So all the while, they're thinking, oh, this new life that wasn't supposed to happen, and this is what they're thinking. This is what they're
1: thinking. This is what they're thinking, but this isn't exactly what's happening. What happens is... There's some stuff going on with... What's his name again? I keep forgetting that man's name. The teacher. Eugene. Eugene. This keeps on happening with, with Eugene. He's um. He's in a room and... Because
2: his, his his lung had gotten punctured, I think. Yeah, when so they have PVC him on oxygen. Yeah.
1: And somehow or yeah. another, the oxygen hoses all come apart and everything. And... They look in there. They see this as, you know, they hear some kind of commotion. Clear goes in there. And somehow or another, with the oxygen all coming out and the way it mixed with something else. In, a spark happened a from a little
2: electrical outlet. And, and
1: the boom. room blew up, killing both Eugene and Clear.
2: Yeah, it, it, it roasted Clear. She got roasted.
1: So, actually, we, uh, so we're so going to have more in just a minute because we got to take a little break. You know we have uh, we doing some uh, cross promos with other podcasts. You heard the earlier one for Return to Oswald. Yeah, that's uh, that's Derek. And the next one is a guy named Chris who does podcast audio, and we're gonna we're gonna run his ad right now, and we'll be back right
0: after that. <laughs>
3: Hey, do you have a podcast, or maybe you're just thinking about starting a podcast? Well, I am Chris from Podtastic Audio, and here I show you tips and tricks on how to make your audio sound the best it possibly can with the gear you already have. With two years of experience on the Chris and Christine show creating the finest audio I possibly can make, I will show you the tips and tricks I have used on that show to make the audio sound fantastic. So if you have any podcast-related questions to your audio, you always can email me at podcasticaudio at gmail.com like this guy here did, his name is Joe. Joe writes in from the <laughs> cast. Hey Chris, when we all sit down together to record our episode, our audio is too low and it has a lot of echo in the recording. How do we make our show sound better? Well, Joe, is the microphone you're using rhyme with the name Betty? And is that microphone in the same room with you? I'd start with that stuff first. And for more Podtastic Audio information, you can go to anchor.fm slash Podtastic Audio, and you keep on making your amazing podcast.
1: All right, we're back. That was, uh, that was Podcast Audio, one of our, um, our collaborators. We're doing, pod- we're, doing, we're doing promo swaps. They're going to promote our podcast, and we're going to promote theirs. You see, I love the podcast community; it's so supportive. I've never seen a bunch of creative people that was so supportive. I, every time I've worked in the theater, I've worked in comedy, and worked in all kinds of things. Everybody's all man for himself and ego driven, and everything. And the podcast community is not like that, you know. They, they, it's really it's, it's really nice, very very refreshing. So, what just happened? We just we just killed off Eugene and Clear, right? <laughs> yeah. They got so isn't it what happened? They had a realization after that, right?
2: Yes, the other characters they were they, were, they had come to the realization that the birth of Isabel's baby was not actually because she they re looked back at the thing or she had another vision where she realized what was that Isabel actually did survive regardless was going to survive, so she was never part of the actual list. Right,
1: she wasn't part of the. So list.
2: her child was meant to be born anyway.
1: Yeah, so it didn't help them at all.
2: And so then she realized, if you, if you want to go with it, that the vision she had was not of Isabella's delivery vehicle going into the lake. It was another vehicle, which you'll let them know what
1: It's a it's an ambulance. A, uh, uh, what do we call that? Um, medical vehicle, medical sir, emergency yeah. medical. Vehicle.
2: So all she saw was the white van. But she DMV. realized it was an it was an ambulance. Uh, the vehicle. So she goes out into the ambulance
1: and she figures that if she drowns and is revived That, that could that be will, the new life. That yes. would be the new life. So she but goes and expected. she drives right
2: into the lake. And Officer, was it Officer Burke was there And it? Officer Burke He, jumps in, to he save. jumps
1: in to save her and the doctor Dr. Car- Kalarjian Kalarjian, yeah. Dr. Kalarjian saves her life and revives her. And all is well, all is really nice. So at later Kimberly and Burke, it seems like they might kinda had a little romance, maybe it looks like they got together, don't you think? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean they they, they were I mean
2: romantic. the man saved her life, you know, and he's having a picnic with these trauma. uh
1: with the Gibbons, the farmers that, that Oh yeah. And their son Brian, who is the old Noel Fisher, uh the one that was saved. They inform him that he was nearly hit by the news van after Rory saved him earlier. So 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 Brian goes to the to the to the grill to get more food for him, and the grill explodes, and Brian Brian's arm. Pops on the table, his severed arm, oh, right in front of his mother. Oh, and his mama's plate. He was barbecue for his mama. Oh, <laughs> God. That's a That is so cruel. There's two mothers watching their son, teenage sons die. Oh. In one movie. So anyway, um, so what did you think of this movie, Philip?
2: I do want to mention one little cool thing going way right back. It's when uh when Clear was actually in her room, I because I'd never noticed this before. Maybe I did, and I just renoticed it again. But when she's in her room and they have the little screen of outside her room and her yeah. rubber room at this like yeah. Stony Brook, Stony Brook institution. But anyhow, the little screen lets her know the hallway outside and who's outside or whatever. Yeah. If you look closely, it actually looks like a highway road. The you know, I, know the the yeah, yeah. I noticed a little bit of symbolism there. They add a little there. weird, they add little strange things in like that, but I caught that. I was like, "That's kind of odd," but yeah, I thought that was a neat little. Um, I think it was just like a neat little thing they did in the filming, which was kind of cool.
1: And also, they um, okay, you know how uh, they? I, I was just listening to another podcast that did a review of Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. And you remember the girl from the, the final girl from the first movie, the one that winds up beheading Mrs. Voorhees? Right. Well, she winds up being the first victim in Friday the 13th part, Two. Yeah. She sees Mrs. Voorhees' head in her refrigerator, and then Jason's right there, and sticks her in the head with a with an ice pick. A forerunner for a for, for, well, basic instinct, huh? Yes. <laughs> I wonder if Sharon Stone was in there dressed like Jason. But anyway, they did the same thing in this one. Only she wasn't the first death, but they killed off the final girl, yeah. who was clear, Rivers,
2: which closed up the rift. Yeah, so
1: closed speak. up that rift. They they killed her off, and it seems to be something that they do sometimes in horror films. The you know what the final girl is? That is the girl that survives. That's the girl that beats Jason. That's Jamie Lee Curtis is the very first final girl. In any horror movies. Of
2: course, my favorite character in this movie, you don't even see the character. It's the amorphous what? Death. Yeah. Death itself.
1: Yeah, well, he's a character too.
2: Death is very creative in this movie. <laughs>
1: you know? And it's like, um... And they kill off... You know, they killed off the final girl again. Now no. they didn't do that in part three. They didn't kill off... They didn't kill off Kimberly. They just... She actually survives it. Oh, yeah, yeah. They just go on. Yeah, yeah. So, um... So anyway, let's talk about some of the performances. What do you think about Allie Lauder reprising her role as Clear River? You think she was good? It was it was I don't know. I don't know. What
2: she played the role how she was supposed to.
1: Yeah. Same with AJ Cook. She was, but she definitely was not JJ from um, right. from Criminal Minds. Michael Landis, I think he was bas- him. I think he was basically eye candy for the ladies and the gay boys. Yeah, the cop. Oh yeah, and um, Evan, you know, it was a phone in role. He dies right in the beginning. David Paketu, Palakou, David Palakou. Uh James Kirk was the kid, the fifteen year old kid Tim. He kind of <laughs> phone. He's kind of like, okay.
2: <clears throat> There's a
1: couple of scenes, and then he's. Now Linda Boyd is Nora Carpenter. I think she was good. Oh yeah, yeah. She 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 played her role well. And Kat Jenkins just was just so, that bitch. Would know, you say, oh, look, there's that bitch. Because she plays these bitchy characters in a lot of things. One of the things she's known for is she's, did you see Bates Motel?
2: I actually have not seen that, I'll be honest. I Well, want, she um,
1: was, she's a teacher in Bates Motel. Oh, okay. And she just seduces Norman. And then she gets murdered. And we don't know who did it for a while. We're not sure. I mean, we know who did it, but we're not sure, you know. And um what about the kid that played Jonathan Cherry, the guy that played Rory? He was he just did the Stoner thing.
2: Now the one who was
1: really good? For me a
2: lot of the deaths were just straight up comical.
1: And uh, T C Carson is Eugene. Eugene, he was good. He even has a meltdown where he tries to commit suicide and he can't the, the gun won't go off. Yeah.
2: Well, and this is the fine line. Is I mean, this is really I mean some people are completely horrified gross out some people take this movie and actually laughed at parts I laughed at a good bit of it I remember seeing this originally when it came out in movies when I was younger Uh-huh. and uh I just remember laughing even then and some of the because it it's just at a level some of it is just so overdone to a point you gotta laugh but it makes it great I yeah. Think,
1: well, that's what you know. It makes it fun. Now, uh, Justina Machado, she's always usually good in everything she's in. Uh, but her phone, her role, well, no, she was having the baby and everything. She did a pretty good job, I think. Oh yeah. But you know, Tony Todd had one scene, and he was his regular creeps yourself.
2: I kind of got to admit, I got, I got, I got a little bit of hot. As, but
1: Tony as, as, the, as
2: the morgue guy that runs the morgue, I'm sorry. You have
1: the hots for Candyman. <laughs> have the hots for Candyman. Oh my, for Candyman.
2: I, I have weird fantasies. So.
1: Okay, so we um we're gonna give the We're gonna rate this. Uh, on uh out of five shudders, how many you give it, Philip? If I don't take it seriously, I'll give it just. I'll give it three and a half. Well, I give it three. It was a little bit, yeah. You know, it suspended your belief. It was, re- it was really. I mean, i it serious. Unrealistic. Unrealistic. Yeah. Unrealistic. yeah. But and in all in all, I will give it three. Because it is just, it's just good. I was gonna say good clean fun, but actually, good bloody fun. Good creepy fun. So you know, it's a, it, it's a horror movie. It is what it is. And hey, I enjoyed it. I had fun. I laughed. I had a good time. It was yeah, I, and I, and all the rest of them. But they don't you know this is, as they go along, they each get more and more and more ridiculous. So you get to the point where you are go, okay, now enough now. Because last night we saw the, la, the 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 forever purge. Oh yeah. And I'm at the point with the purge movies now is stop. We've had
2: enough. The Purges are a totally different experience, which we'll be talking about Well,
1: and my problem with with them is that they're starting to get a little bit too realistic, uh, you know, with, like, all the political unrest, and some of it is a little bit too close to home. It's the same thing I had with the American Horror Story cult season. It was just a little too close to home to be enjoyable.
2: And We'll be talking about that in our our regular uh, episode, but uh, one thing I wanted to say, though, like, all the Final Destination movies... It gives me a chance where I'm actually rooting for death. I'm actually—it's so—it's so bizarre, it's so off the wall. I'm like death, what creativity are you going to bring us this time? So, definitely, I would say if it, not just this one, Final Destination Two, but the others in the series, if you get a chance. If you just look at it that way. Well, I just
1: bought the whole series, all five movies, for forty-two dollars. I think it was. Yeah. It was forty-seven. It was in a bundle. I think. It was a it bundle, eight. five movies for less than fifty dollars. I bought it on Vudu, and Ultra at, uh, HD. So, now and then they're all they're all over DVD and Blu-ray and everything. You probably pick a whole series up at Walmart for what for for twenty bucks. If you yeah. wanted to, you know.
2: And if you look at the time, I mean, in which these movies came out, people were grappling, I mean, just to leave it at the idea, I think we wanted an escape, but we were also grappling at the idea that we could die at any moment. These were yeah. in the 2000s. And then, this is in the post-9-11 world. You realize that you could die at well, any we moment. Well, we had, yeah, we had two
1: really horrible disasters in that decade. We had... Uh, 9-11, and we had Hurricane
2: Katrina. And, it really, and then not
1: long after that, we had the oil spill, which actually kind of went into the next decade. Well, yeah, that's a little. But,
2: the oil spill's a little... But, yeah, yeah, But But, well, yeah, actually, and that's kind of in the sense that the, for the actual people that died yeah. at the oil spill site. Yeah. That was it. That but that's what I said. These kind of things, and then we're dealing with the thing, is I think this... We hearken to these films, and they become kind of these cult classics because it's our way of... Comicalizing death because we're dealing with the reality of it. hmm And so and, and I know that seems weird if some of you were like listening thinking, why are you saying that? But we do that. And and I think it's 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 a coping mechanism. And I'll tell you in New Orleans we're heavy about doing that.
1: Well, you know, in New Orleans, people ask me, why are you guys so obsessed with death? And why do you celebrate, you know, you have fun at the funeral and everything with the second lines? Well, we had a lot of, in, here in New Orleans, there is a lot of people die before their time. Because, I mean, we've had two wars on our soil. We've had yellow fever epidemics. We've had hurricanes, most recently Hurricane Katrina we, and now and then the COVID, I mean, the COVID was nothing to us because we used to it. It, it happens all the time. You know, COVID, I, like, freaked the rest of the world out. We deal with this kind of stuff all the time. And we always, you know, we have violent crime. We have really bad roads, so we have a lot of traffic fatalities. So uh, death is a big part of our
2: city. Even our, even our cemeteries are
1: called cities of the
2: dead. Yeah. So we understand why a movie like this in America makes sense is because sometimes the reality is so dark that you've got to kind of make a horror film that makes death so bizarre and sinister and bizarre to a level that it's almost kind of comical at times. Yeah, it is. Anyway, so... Well, I hope y'all were entertained with our review. (laughs) Yes, and
1: um, next week we're reviewing Joyride. Joyride, yes. uh, Starring um, Paul Walker... Lili Zabaranski and Steve Zahn. How yep. do you say that girl's name? Lili Zabaranski? I love Steve Zahn. And, uh, and he's only got a voice, but the great Ted Levine, you know who he is, huh? Oh, goodness. Uh, he's uh, on Silence of the Lambs. He's Buffalo Bill. Oh, But good. he's also, you know, the TV show Monk with Tony Shalhoub. is the mm-hmm. OCD? He's the, the police chief. Yeah. It's hard to believe that Buffalo Bill, the big old Tran... The, fucked up person is like this macho police chief in another show, you know? It's
2: called acting. It is. <laughs> and, he,
1: and, and he's a really good actor. All right. So, you can follow us on Twitter at A Shothers. Our, uh, our Instagram is at Open Shuthers Podcast. Our Facebook business page is Open Shutters A Creepy Podcast. Our Facebook group is the official page for Open Shutters A Creepy Podcast. Uh, we uh, our patreon is uh, www.patreon.com forward open shutters we have three tiers Answering that Frank the notorious cop killer killer cop she wasn't a cop killer well she did kill a cop too well isn't it yeah so she's both a cop killer and a killer cop uh, the axe you know the one who took out my great uncle <laughs> and Madame la the woman who tortured the people she was supposed to be protecting, her enslaved servants. So anyway, uh, and uh, email. Yes, that's right. It's openshutters at yahoo.com. So until next time, we're going to be... Our uh, next one, we're going to be dealing with the truck stop killer. In, in, in our new... a regular episode, yes. Highway Homicide series, our next regular episode. And this is being... This, this episode here is going to be published now after we finish it, which is Thursday, the... Fifteenth, and I'm probably going to publish the regular episode. We're not, we're not
2: sure. Maybe Saturday. Maybe Monday. We'll get. We're going so, to get. It, it some point this weekend.
1: We'll get I to published it both the of them on the same day, and the movie review mm-hmm. suffered last week yeah. because the, the other one took you know just kind of. May over. at least give it a. We're going to so we give this a couple of days to to yeah. to find some footing and everything. So until then. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. But don't
2: fall out the window. And don't
1: go get yourself killed on the highway by a bunch of fallen logs either. (laughs) Bye,
3: everybody.